Hello, this is Ruin Willow with the Oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm excited you're here today for this amazing guest who I have on my podcast to talk about sexuality, sexual health, sexual wellness, things to help you have better sex and enjoy your life and your sex life, both solo and with a partner or partners. So if you're under 18, baby, it is time to leave the podcast. Emily Young is my guest for today. She is an amazing sex coach. Emily Young says, I help women that spent years focusing on parenting or a career tap into their inner desires so they can live their best life in and out of the bedroom. Emily and I had a great chat. She is just a great resource. She does sex and love coaching and she helps women. She has a community on Facebook and she is just amazing. You will love her. I love her on Instagram. That's actually where I found her, where she is Emily underscore young underscore CO. And she just has so many great things to say. She has such a great open mind and she really is so very helpful. You've got to check her out. Stay tuned for our amazing interview our chat. I can't even really call it an interview. I mean, I do ask her questions, but we chat, we have fun, we discuss. And yes, she definitely has amazing things to share. And stay tuned. It's so much good, yummy stuff. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is gonna be great. Yes, I'm really excited to talk with you and talk about things that people maybe struggle with in their life, including their sex life and their lives. And you pretty much kind of focus on helping women. Is that correct? Yes. I only work with women at this point. Eventually, my husband is a coach as well. Eventually, we might start working with couples together. Oh, right, sure, sure. right now, it, it's just just me and the ladies. <laughs> So when I was looking at your Instagram, because that's where I found you, because you're on Instagram, what are you on Instagram as? Is it your name, Emily Young, or is it something else? I forgot to write that down. No, that's fine. It's Emily underscore Young underscore C-O. Okay, perfect. Uh, So you kind of focus on helping women become sexually empowered. Is that correct? That is correct. I I really believe that every woman deserves to live her best life, both in and out of the bedroom, and to show up confidently. And so many women are just, they're showing up for sex. They're not actually enjoying it. They're not speaking up for their needs. And they deserve the pleasure that comes with sex. Do you think it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. It's okay. Okay. I was going to say, do you think it's more that women never find their way and then finally do, or do you think they have their way, lose their way, and then need to refine it? What do you find is the more common thing? It's sort of a combination depending on how people were raised. There's, Mm -hmm. so I grew up in an extremely conservative Christian household. I'm a preacher's daughter. And I grew up and my sex ed was literally, these are the parts of the body, don't have sex till you get married. And that was my entire sex education, which for me, because it became so taboo, I needed to learn every single thing I could. So any book I could get my hands on, any show I could watch, 
any magazine article. I absorbed everything. So I've always considered myself highly sexual. But then I know other people who've never been able to feel comfortable stepping into their sexuality who are raised in a similar environment. And then on the other hand, there's also the people who got with their partner and there were there was all the fireworks. And then 20 years later, there's no fireworks. It's boring. They show up because they're supposed to. And for those women, they've been told by society, oh, that's normal. As you get older, you lose your sex drive. As you get get older, your hormones change. It's just normal. But really for what, what it is for those women, they're bored. They've been doing the same thing for years, or they mastered three minutes in the closet while the kids are distracted. (laughs) And they just aren't keeping things exciting. They aren't exploring their fantasies. They aren't trying toys. They aren't figuring out what turns them on anymore. They're just doing the same thing over and over. And that's just, I mean, that's like the death of a sex life is Mm -hmm. boring. Same old, same old sex. You have to keep it exciting. You have to keep it fun. And you have to explore new things. So it's not that women are losing their sex drive. It's that they're bored and they need to figure out how to spice it up. Right. And it's hard because our, as you said, you know, either your family upbringing or even society, they give us all these signals, all these messages opposite of that. You're, you know, it's, it's, Sex is shameful. Don't talk about it. You can do it, but you can't talk about it. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, so there's so many messages out there that number one, we grow up with. And number two, keeps getting perpetuated by our sex negative culture. Oh, for sure. When I first started going through the certification program, at one point, my husband and I went out one night and we were at a bar and I was talking to a group of people about what I do. And there was one guy who seemed a little too into it, but I just sort of blew it <laughs> off. And later I turned my attention to another conversation. And next thing I know, I feel someone grabbing my ass. Oh no. I was standing next to my husband. So at first I thought it was him and I glanced over and both of his hands were up on the table. Mm. And I hear someone whisper in my ear, so you're a sex coach. So you must really like this. And it was the way too interested guy. And Mm. I turned towards him and told him, I was like, you need to back off right now. And I excused myself from the situation, went to the restroom to compose myself. And there was a time in my life, I would have felt shame over that and taken the blame for that. I I should have talked about sex. I should have just kept that to myself. I should know better than this. But I've worked so hard to move away from that shame and to embrace my sexuality that I was able in that moment to say, he's an asshole. He, it's, this is on him. This is not on me. I'm going to continue to show up who I am because there are the women who need to know that they're allowed to show up that way too, and know that they can put asshole guys into their place. So Absolutely. And what's so disturbing about that is that a lot of people in our culture think that that is okay, or that because of what you talk about or do, you're going to do and say certain things. And there's this stereotype also that goes along with that. And it's just very disturbing. I've run into this and I've seen it in other people, other women, and it's just very 
disturbing. So not only are women in the wrong mindset, a lot of men are as well when regarding female sexuality. Right. I completely agree. Um, it's, you can start to see a shift in society. Mm -hmm. It's getting better and people are getting to the point where they're slowly starting to embrace that it's okay for a woman to love sex and that doesn't make her a slut. And exactly, (laughs) you're allowed to love sex. I think there was a point in time where if a woman did love sex, that men took it as a shot against them because they were supposed to be the sexual ones. And it was almost a hit to their egos and not a hit to their egos at all. If anything, when you have a woman that embraces her sexuality, she's going to show up more confidently in the bedroom and you're going to have more amazing sex, which is going to boost the guy's ego even more than if he's having subpar sex with someone who's like scared to show up fully. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our special offer, go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads. One for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's, it's a thing. It's not just the woman that has to have a certain mindset. It's also the men. And I agree there is getting to be a bit of a shift. I feel like there's becoming more and more people doing what you're doing, which is only going to help the visibility of it, the accessibility of it, the, it's going to make it more okay for them not only to seek help, but to actually live that live from the help that they've learned. Right. And that also affects generations down the line because when you can show up more confidently as a woman, it shows the younger generations of women that it's okay for you to do this as well. 
So it makes for a more confident society in general, and it starts to eliminate the assholes who feel like they can grab your butt in the bar because you talk Mm -hmm. about sex. Right, exactly. You know, and it's just interesting. I don't know how that even developed. I mean, I guess maybe it's the whole viewpoint of, you know, you like sex. Oh, you must be a slut. Maybe that's where it comes from. I'm not really sure, but I don't. It's just so unfair and so judgmental. It really is. And I have um, I have a reel about this whole concept about just because I talk about sex, it never, ever gives you permission to touch my body. That right. That is not consent. Because I talk about sex, that does not equal a yes. There's right. a yes equals a yes. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how we like people make assumptions like that? Like, you know, consent is very clear. It's a yes or a no. It's not, I do this. So there's no implication in consent. It's an absolute black or white. Right. And there's no gray. (laughs) No, there's not. And one of my favorite quotes is if it's not a hell yes, then it's a fuck no. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I like that. In your soul, you don't really feel a yes to something then just go ahead and put it on the no list for now. Whenever it starts to feel a yes for you, great, embrace it. But if it's not a hell yes in your soul right now, just table it. Just, it's a no, it's a no. Because we (laughs) want to show up in life in our full hell yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So in helping women become more sexually empowered, how do you go about, helping women just feel more comfortable talking about sex in the first place. Cause you know, that's often the very first step. That's their first roadblock. And like, I can't even, I can't even talk about it. Right. And I have come across this. Um, there's some women who still, even um, with all the work I do still aren't comfortable talking about sex. So I do have the option to start working with me via Voxer first And Mm. Voxer is like a voice messaging app where they can leave a message and I leave a message back so they can get comfortable talking about sex without seeing someone because Ah. sometimes that eye contact is just more than they can handle. But to be able to be in the moment where they're feeling insecure about something and be able to leave a message about it and know that they'll get a response back within 24 hours talking about it and not having to look at that person, it helps to break down those walls so that they eventually become comfortable with working on Zoom. And once I'm working on Zoom with someone, one of the first things I like to do is to do breath work with them and teach them how to drop into their body and to feel safe in their body. Because as women, so many of us don't feel safe in our body because of bad experiences growing up, because of asshole guys in bars, (laughs) just different, different issues. We don't always feel safe in our body. So I like to teach them how to close their eyes, to breathe, to feel where they're feeling the insecurity in their body and to work through that and how to move past that stuck energy and create a place for safety in their body that they can always come back to whenever they need it. Because until you can truly feel safe in your body, it's hard to share your body fully. And so that's the first step. 
and working with women is that safety aspect. That makes sense because that's very indirect. It's not, they're not put on the spot. I mean, and it's true. It's much easier to leave a message for someone or, you know, text them instead of like, you know, actually talking with them and looking at them directly. It's so on the spot. Right. A real-time conversation. A lot of people don't realize it's so intimate, especially Mm -hmm, in society mm -hmm. today where we're so into social media, where we don't have a lot like face-to-face conversations anymore, especially post-pandemic. People forgot how important those face-to-face conversations are, but they're not ready quite to get there. So I love having options for women to slowly ease in to what makes them feel comfortable. Because just like sex, I don't want their coaching to be something that they're scared of or that intimidates them or stirs up negative feelings inside of them. I want them to slowly be able to ease in at their comfort level because unless they're comfortable, they're not going to be able to show up fully to the experience. Right. Exactly. That makes perfect sense. And I think too, not only is it hard for them to talk about sex, but it's hard to talk about their fantasies with their partner, like to actually say those things out loud and and not be ashamed of whatever their fantasy is. Yes, that's so true. And so often as women, we have shame around our fantasies Mm -hmm. too. I remember when I was going through my certification, we had different like quizzes they'd have us take so that we could step deeper into our own sexuality. And Mm. one of the quizzes they had us take was a BDSM quiz. And we answer all these questions, then it tells you what percentage you are of different. Mm, Okay. like you're 80% dom, 20% sub, or there's just lots. I mean, it was like 20 to 30 different items that it gives you your percentage of how much you have of that in you. And I have my friend circle and I told my friend circle, we're all going to take this quiz together. And then we're going to (laughs) share results with each other. And they, they're, they're just, they're like, this is Emily. This is what we're used to. Okay. So, <laughs> so they all they all did it. And so we all share our results at the same time. And I start looking and I, and I had this moment where I felt shame because I have all these high percentages on different things. And I'm looking at my <laughs> friends' results and there's like sort of a 50% here on some of them, a lot of zero percents. And I was like, ah, what's <laughs> On and I was afraid that they were going to judge me. And I had them like, they're gonna think I'm a slut, they're gonna have horrible thoughts about me, they're not gonna want me as their friend anymore, which was ridiculous. They love me, but that's like some societal conditioning coming up. And growing up in the church, that's coming out as well, uh, because suddenly I had shame around my fantasies and my desires. And I was like, oh no, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're getting certified because I can't have other women sitting in shame over what their desires and their fantasies are. Right. And I know another part of it that we laughed about was, so in my friend group at that time, I'm the only one who's married. Everyone else single or dating. And on this BDSM quiz, one of the thing is, 
what percentage you are of being monogamous. And I was the ah. least monogamist of the entire group. Yeah. <laughs> the woman who's married for 20 years and with her partner for 25 years, I was the least yeah. monogamous. So I spiraled <laughs> a little bit over that as well. But, oh, but. <laughs> you know, we all have our fantasies. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. So have you ever run across women who or trying to be sexually open and their partner is the one shaming them. And what do you tell them? How do they go about that? Because, you know, they can change themselves, but what about if their partner is part of the problem? Right. There are different quizzes you can take with your partner. Um, I love the erotic blueprint quiz. Mm, Yes, I've heard about this. Okay. Yes. I love the erotic blueprint quiz because often when situations come up like that, it's usually because a woman is, we'll say she's highly kinky. She likes, she likes the things that society says are wrong. And her partner ends up, let's say, being highly sensual. And the sensual person, they like the good music. They like the good lighting. They want... Mm. They want the silk sheets, you know, they just need their senses stimulated and okay. they, they tend to be really low on kink and mm. they don't understand it because it's not what turns them on. So they think there must be something wrong with it because mm. it's not what turns them on. Sure. So when you can learn more about your partner's type and what gets them going, you can slowly start taking baby steps to add in what might work for them. So let's say you, this, this thing is a 10 for you. It's like, whoa, that may never happen in my life, but this thing's a one and I'll do it right now in this second. Where's the four or five for your partner? Where's even the two or three for your partner? How can you step into your fantasy slightly but at a super reduced level that still allows your partner to feel comfortable with it. Mm, sure, sure. Uh, it's a matter of not not moving too fast for them, not stepping too far over the line for them. And again, knowing what their type is so that you can also start, start to embrace their type as well. And as they start to feel more seen sexually, they usually will let down their guards and allow you to step into who you are sexually. Mm. And if it really is big, big issue and they're not going to embrace what you are into, then I hate to say it, every marriage is optional. Right. right. You're not forced to be married. If there's other right. aspects of your life together that are just amazing and tens, then... Maybe you're willing to not completely get where you want sexually, or maybe you're willing to open up your relationships so that you can get what you want sexually. And I know a lot of couples that have not, I would say, monogamish relationships instead of monogamous because there's things their partners aren't willing to do and they're okay with their partner being satisfied just by someone else. It happens a lot with the couples you wouldn't expect it from. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and it does make sense. If you're committed together or to be to stay together, but you don't want to do a certain act, I mean, obviously there has to be a huge amount of trust and willingness to see that it's just about getting a fantasy satisfied, you know, realizing, check in your own ego. If you don't want to do this, you know, maybe it is something that it could be done outside the marriage, but not as an end to the marriage, just a, I don't know, like a date. Right? Yes. <laughs> an, an enhancement for everyone. What enhancement, I yeah. my people is that, um, you know, pleasure comes in different forms. And I can eat an amazing piece of chocolate and get so much pleasure from it. And that doesn't mean my partner gets jealous and I'm cheating on him because I found pleasure in something other than sex. There's pleasure in all aspects of life. And you have to decide what your view of is view of pleasure is like, is pleasure for the bedroom is pleasure. Can you derive pleasure in other places? If I eat a great piece of chocolate, am I cheating on my partner because I had pleasure from the chocolate instead of from him? It's just, there's sex isn't black and white. Relationships aren't black and white. It's all sort of open to how you want to, how you want to run your sex life, how you want to run your relationship, what works for you. Learning to function from a place of non-judgment and not comparing yourself to other couples because you have to do what's right in your relationship for the two of you. It is a really great analogy. And you know, it's it's interesting how, yeah, we're fine with other pleasures like a yummy piece of chocolate, getting a massage, watching a movie. But when it comes to sex, somehow that pleasure is seen as different. Right. Yeah. And I mean, who, who decided what, you know, it's another <laughs> one of the, it's another one of those societal things. It's like, well, society uh-huh. says this. And religion. I think religion does a religion. big, oh, big pound sure. into that too. Yeah. Yes. One of the things I've had to work on over the last year or two is anytime a belief pops up where I'm like, huh, why do I believe that? I really dissect and go back and think about, okay, where did this come from? Really explore it. And then when I get to the source of where it came from, then I decide, oh, is this something I want to choose to believe? Because I didn't choose this willingly. This is something somebody told me to believe. And if it's something I don't want to believe anymore, I, like, in my head, I hand it back to them. I say, thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing this with me, but you can have it back. It belongs to you. It doesn't belong to me. And I'm working to really dissect all those beliefs that were given to me and become someone who stands firm in her own beliefs so I can show up truly authentic in life, believing and functioning as a person who knows what's true to her based on what she's decided, not what she was told. I think that's great. And, you know, I think also that women cannot get to that point until they reach a certain level of self-confidence. Otherwise, they cannot get there. Right. And it does take a level of self-confidence to be able to say, I'm allowed to believe this and that's okay. And to sort of say, (laughs) screw your beliefs. Right. 
you have to work on it with baby steps. Like, again, it's sort of that one to 10 thing. If, if this is the most confident thing I can think of in the world, what's this baby step I can do right now that will slowly get me there? People so often today feel like huge transformations need to happen in an instant, but mm, yeah, it's okay to take your time to get there. You don't have to transform overnight. You can transform one little step at a time. If your first act of like confidence is to say no to someone for something trivial, I don't know. Uh, to, yeah, maybe something you previously said, always said yes to, but you didn't really want to say yes. Right. Or even, yes, perfect. Or even if even saying no to something right now feels like a big deal, then maybe when someone asks you to do something and they're used to you always saying yes, maybe say, let me think on that. I'll get back to you if no feels too big right then. Because the, let me think on that, I'll get back to you. It gives you time to drop into your body and see what you really want. Because when you continue to say yes, because you always have, or because you're people pleasing, then eventually you're going to be, you're going to be really bitter at the person that you're continuing to say yes to, even though it's not their fault. You're the one that said yes over and over, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that bitterness, it'll grow and it'll grow till you end up snapping and you're resentful. And so sometimes just confidence comes from being able to stop and say, let me think on that instead of just automatically go into that. Yes. And then being able to come back later on and say, no, I don't think that works for me. Those are those baby steps you need to get there. Yeah. And I think it's also being more true to yourself and getting over a feeling of living as an obligated person, as someone who is duty bound to do all the things you've done in the past, just because you thought you had to, or you felt you were supposed to, or your partner made you feel like you were supposed to. Right. Yes. And I lived a good chunk of my life where I was in strong people pleasing mode all the time. Mm -hmm. And I know that's also that Christian upbringing that you want to be a good Christian girl. And this is what we do. We help and we take care of others and helping and taking selfless. (laughs) Selfless. Yes. And helping and taking Mm -hmm. care of others is amazing when you do it from a place of wanting to help and take care of others. When you do it from a place Mm -hmm. of, I just don't want to do this, then yeah, it's not a good feeling. So I've had to work really hard over the years to stop being the person that always says yes and stop being the person who agrees to things just to keep the peace. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Enneagram, but it's a personality quiz. And on the Enneagram, I am a nine, which is the peacekeeper. Uh Uh, According to it, my ultimate goal in life is to keep the peace around me and I will sacrifice my own happiness in order to keep the peace around me. Yeah. And I've, it's, just, it's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> we'll say yeah, that. Yeah. I am not, <laughs> I'm not beyond that. I, there's still a lot of that in me, but I've had to work hard to realize that my internal peace is more important in the long run 
than keeping yeah. external peace around me because I'm the one who lives with me. And the relationship you have with yourself, that's the longest relationship you'll have with anyone your whole life. True. You are with yourself from the day you were born to the day you will die. So that is the relationship you need to nurture the most. And for me, um, continually putting my peace aside over other people's peace, it was, it was setting me up for a really bad relationship with myself. I wasn't comfortable in my own body. I wasn't happy. And when I've slowly started to learn to say no and speak up for myself, it may come with a little bit of resistance, but beyond the resistance, there's peace and it helps me to build up that confidence in myself and helps me to love myself more. And I show up better in life because of it. And the people who don't like the fact that I speak up, those aren't my people. My people support the fact that I want to live a life of confidence and of peace with myself. And if you're not okay with that, then you don't have to be my person. I think I saw that on your Instagram and it really struck me. Did you say that on Instagram once? I did I feel say like, that on Instagram yeah. once. Yes. <laughs> and I thought, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those just know. aren't your people. If they can't yeah. accept that you are now, you know, putting yourself first or loving yourself first or feeling comfortable with yourself or speaking up, they're just not your people. Exactly. There are billions of people in this world. Just because <laughs> yes. the ones who've been with you this far, uh, It doesn't mean they have to continue to be with you. People, some people are meant to be with you through most of your life. And then there's some who are supposed to be with you a short time to to teach you something and not supposed to be with you anymore. And if someone can't love you for who you are, authentically are, then maybe they're not your people. And there's billions of other options out there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and we don't have to have a billion people. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can just have a couple of close ones that just truly get us. And that's all that matters is that you surround yourself with people who are supposed to be your people. Because and I really like the whole love. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh I'm no, sorry. that's okay. No, you're you're fine. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that the other post I just well, I was listening to this morning actually was the one where you talk about you know, loving yourself first and what you do if, you know, if you're facing like anxiety or stress or something that you, you you love yourself first and then you put off dealing with that. Yes. So yeah, yeah, would you speak to that? I thought that was really important and moving and helpful. Yeah, of course. With all of the work I've done on myself, I still have things that trigger me. I still have moments where I feel myself spiraling emotionally. And when those moments happen, that's not the time for the journaling, through for digging deep into why it's happening. That's the time for self-love. That's the time to show yourself, I love you. You're safe. We're okay in this moment. You develop habits that show you that you love yourself. You do. For me, I go outside because when I'm outside, I instantly feel calmer. So if I'm spiraling, if I'm feeling shame, if I'm just really having a rough time with something, just being outside starts to calm me down. 
and I have playlists that I turn to. I have certain satiny, silky pajamas that I put on. I have meditations that I'll turn on at bedtime. I get myself feeling really calm, really well-loved, really taken care of in the moment where I'm spiraling because that helps me get back to neutral quicker. If I try to work through it in the moment, sometimes I'll just spiral deeper. When you're back to feeling good again, that's when you work through the issues. Um, But I, and I know people who will advise, no, you need to work through it in the moments. You can figure out how to develop strategies. And I just don't agree. I just really feel that when you're having a tough time, that's when you need to love yourself and create safety because you can't get back to a neutral place until you're feeling safe again. Otherwise, you'll just stay in that dark place as long as you're not feeling safe in your body, in your environment. Right. And I think it's like you said, taking baby steps. It doesn't have to be fixed right now. And it's it's also like if you're having a disagreement with someone, you don't have to fully resolve it at that moment. I mean, if, if both people are spiraling, maybe it's time to just take a chill pill and pick it up again later. Yeah, take a break. The whole don't go to bed angry thing. Yeah. Not, I'm not a big fan of it because right. <laughs> sometimes you need that space just to calm down and to be able to look at the situation from both perspectives. And when you're together face-to-face in that moment, you can't always get there. You, especially when you're heated, temperatures are high. You just, you need, sometimes you need that space from each other. I also, I'm also, especially with relationships, a big proponent of women having friends that support their relationships instead Mm. of having friends who the second you have an argument with your partner, they're trashing your partner. They're... Mm. They're like, oh, what was he thinking? Da, da, da. I would rather have friends around me who will lift up my relationship and who will say, okay, let's stop and think this through. Let's look at his perspective. Let's look at your perspective. Let's see if we can find a way for y'all to meet in the middle. How can we continue to support and lift up your relationship? Because my relationship is a huge priority to me. So I want other people around me who see that and who want to support it as well and not people who will get me even deeper into my, (laughs) into Mm -hmm. my upset and angriness and who then when I have made up with him, who I have to come back to and feel sort of shameful and icky about it because we all talked horrible things about him and about the relationship and right. Right. So I think in those moments when you're disagreeing with your partner, it's okay to step back. It's okay to love yourself. If you've built up this strong support system of people who support your relationship, turn to them so they can help to help you to see another perspective. Because when you're in your anger and the muck of it, you can't always see their perspective. So to have someone you love and trust who can help you to see that can help you to come back to your partner again so that you're in a better place and you can see their side and you can show up from sort of a neutral perspective so that you can come back together. 
Makes sense. Perfect sense. Absolutely. So I have a question about uh, sex life and how, how can women spice up their relationship or sex life? Like what tools do you suggest to people in, if a woman says, I, I really want to spice up our sex life, what yes. do you say? <laughs> I, I am a fan of exposing yourself to different aspects of sex, like the BDSM quiz I took. Mm-hmm. It talks about different things and you can see what sort of lights you up inside because until you hear about different things, you don't always know what lights you up. I actually, I recommended your podcasts and books to someone the other day (laughs) because I think there's so much value in hearing erotic stories or reading erotic fiction and figuring out what makes it feel sort of tingly inside because Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that made me feel pretty good. How can we incorporate this into the bedroom, even at maybe a lesser level, that one through five level, not that five through 10 level? (laughs) Right. Um, Because we get so much in the mode of day-to-day working, taking care of the house, possibly taking care of kids that we forget that we're also like sexual beings who are turned on by different things. And yes, we do that three minute, five minute sex, but not that there's anything wrong with that, (laughs) but, (laughs) but if it's, if you're not enjoying it anymore, then it's, there's, there's just so much value in exploring things and figuring out what you like and role-playing like by there's multiple books on Amazon that will give you different role-playing scenarios and they'll even break it down to these are the supplies you should buy ahead of time right and <laughs> that's awesome we're, we're huge fans of role-playing my my <laughs> husband has gone as far as to buy like studio type lighting Wow. For (laughs) photographer, for sleazy photographer and Ah. woman coming in for pictures because she needs money to pay her rent scenario. Yes, yes. (laughs) But, But he will go and buy like a cheap cigar from the convenience store to walk around with his Hawaiian shirt and his. I love it. Yeah, because it's fun and it's fun to like step into someone else's shoes for a little bit and right that's sort of that's sort of the point of like erotic novels because it helps you Mm -hmm. to drop in to being someone else and fantasizing about what it would be like and seeing what lights you up so I'm such a huge proponent of erotic novels erotic podcasts watching movies that I mean, porn. I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. It, it's fine. Yep. You know, you can pretty much tell within a couple minutes if it's going to be for you or if it's not. Like whatever. Right. Exactly. You can tell pretty quickly. Oh, that's the hell no. <laughs> so, no exactly. <laughs> but then you might turn on just the right thing that you're like, oh, this is great. This, yeah, I, this gets me going. I like this. So I think it's being open to experimenting and to maybe having a date night at at a store that sells 
sex toys. And even if you don't buy anything, just being in that environment, it starts to get you going and Mm -hmm. up a little bit. So looking at all the different things, laughing with your partner, connecting over, oh, that's way too big. You know, those those (laughs) moments, they help to build connection between you and your partner and help you to figure out you might want and what you don't want, for sure don't want. (laughs) Right. And there's some sex stores that the staff are very, very helpful and they will you know, talk with you and you can kind of say anything in in the right stores. You can probably ask or say the staff, say to the staff anything and they're going to help you and not judge you. Oh yeah. There's one here that I've had some of the best conversations with some of the staff. They tend to um, have women working Mm -hmm. at the counters at most of these stores and they are, they will tell you, okay, this one's okay, but this is really better. Go with this. And you don't have to be ashamed to ask questions. They, anything you ask is probably tame compared to some of the questions <laughs> they've had. Right. <laughs> and they're probably used to having, not used to, excited to have a question from a woman other than some of the strange questions they've gotten from some of the guys that come into the shop. Right. Not, not at all. <laughs> Yeah, guys are bad or that they all have bad questions, but there's, there's occasionally the ones who are, are not the most comfortable to be around, but yeah, go to, yes. go to the shops, ask the questions, figure out what you like. And you can even buy sex toys on Amazon now. So yes. you can order something. It comes in a normal Amazon box. Nobody knows what you got. And it's an easy way to shop for things and to experiment with things if you're too shy to go into a store or you don't want to buy from some sort of erotic shop online because you don't want to see that name on your bill. You don't want anyone seeing that name on your bill or in your bank account. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of ways tap in to your sexual energy without having to be completely out there and, and do all the things. Do you have any sex toys that you recommend or love yourself? I have, oh, I have this one vibrator. That's amazing. And I can't remember the name of it right now. (laughs) It's like like Lovell or something like that, but it's, I'll, I'll send you the name if you want to drop it in the show notes. Sure, uh, definitely. Amazing. But I'm also, I'm a big fan of BDSM. So mm. I like the blindfold and I like the handcuffs and sure. the paddles, all, all of that stuff. And there, the beautiful thing about that is you don't have to go to a, um, a sex store or even online for any of those items. If you have True. a scarf around the house, you can use it as a blindfold. Right then, mm-hmm. that yeah. scarf just became a sex toy. <laughs> right. Um, if you have a wooden spoon in the kitchen, there you go. You know, there's like so many right. things around the house that you can turn into like kinky little things to spice up in your bedroom without having to go buy all the toys. So use your imagination. If you see something and you're like, oh, okay, that could be fun. 
<laughs> I like that because it also gives people, yeah, number one, you don't have to spend money on it. Number two, you're not getting it in the mail with a name on it that you don't want anybody to see. But also it's a way to try it out before you would commit to buying a, a product. You know, right. it's just, yeah, if you just want to try it without being like, oh, we want to buy a Right. Whatever, handcuffs and a paddle, you know, it's, yeah. yeah, it's a great <laughs> and, idea. <laughs> and I really believe that a blindfold or a scarf, those, that can be like the best sex toy out there because mm-hmm. there's something about really being able to stop and drop into your body and feel the touch of someone else's fingers on your skin or feel a feather moving across your skin. It helps you to really drop into your body and feel everything so that you're not distracted by, oh, there's laundry over there. I forgot to put away. Mm -hmm. We really need to repaint the bedroom. You you get to be in the moment more and you don't necessarily know exactly what's going to happen. And which there's some anticipation with that. And Men, well, whether they'll admit it or not, love being blindfolded too. And there's a power that comes with that as a woman is blindfolding him and sort of experimenting with him, trying different things with him. And you get to sort of step into that dom role that you, sure. as women, we're so used to sort of submitting, submitting, and it builds up this feminine power inside of you. and you feel just really amazing by being that person who's doing things to the person who's blindfolded. So I think if there's any sex toy, you can incorporate it into the bedroom, get a blindfold or get a scarf, try that first and see what can come of it. It's a great idea. And you know, so many things can be done with that too, like sensation play, ice cubes, you know, a wax thing, you know, yes. <laughs> all and these they, different on, things. Yes. On Amazon, they sell low, low burn, low heat candles. So oh, that, okay, um, sure. So that if you light them, when you drop the wax on someone, it's never hot enough to burn someone's skin. It's just enough oh. to feel a little heat. I haven't heard this before. Okay. Good yes. to know. Yes. So Amazon <laughs> has these low burn candles. So those are great. And and on Amazon, you can buy pinwheels, which is, this, mm. it's like a normal pinwheel that blows in the wind, but it's metal and has little spikes that go around. So mm, when you yes. run it across your skin, you can feel this sort of prickly sensation on your skin. And it doesn't, I mean, if you pushed hard, it probably would hurt, but if you're lightly rolling right. it across your skin, it's more of sort of that shivers feeling up your mm-hmm. spine. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what's that? And yes, <laughs> to have a feather there and have a pinwheel and to have some ice and to have, and to have the low burn candles and maybe even to have chocolate there to have your mm. partner smell the chocolate. If there's someone who's sensual and loves smells and sounds and lighting, they might like smelling the chocolate or Mm. letting them sort of taste it slowly and giving them a a massage while they're uh, blindfolded. I mean, there's just so many options. I, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I really like that. Like I'm a kind of person where I, you know, I do a lot of audio books. So I like, well, sometimes if I close my eyes and listen to something, 
I hear it so much differently than when my eyes are open. And, you know, I think that's true with, with using a blindfold too. You're going to experience things in a different way when you, it almost like it heightens it. You're, you're not looking at things. You're not distracted by other things. It's just the feeling that it's giving you mm-hmm. or the yeah. sound or the taste or whatever, you know? <laughs> yes. It heightens all of your sensations and senses. Yeah. You hear everything a little bit more and you feel it more and you can smell everything more. That's why it'd be good to have like a scented massage oil if someone. Yep. And, or have um, essential oils going, you know, it's mm. just make it a full on senses experience for your partner. Take away the sight part, but have them experience the touch and a little taste and give them things to hear, whisper really sweet compliments in their ear while they're laying there. Because there's something about having the lips right there, but also hearing something really sweet about compliment. It's just, it lights you up. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have to switch gears a little bit here. We've been talking a lot about people in relationships. What about single women? What could or should or should they be focusing on? Can they become sexually empowered being single? What what things or steps should they take? I love this. I actually did a post on this yesterday. So So I think that when you're single, that is the perfect time to explore your desires and figure out what you like and don't like. Because when you're in your next relationship, then you can show up confidently and you know what you like and you can speak up for your needs. And, you know, that's the time to read the books, to try out the toys, uh, to learn about all different aspects of sex. Because you can really learn, especially when you're by yourself and it's you building up the relationship with you. That's like the perfect time to also develop a self-pleasure ritual. Mm, yes. Figure out how you like to be touched. Do you like slow? Do you like it harder or quick? You just take that time to figure out what your body responds to, what it doesn't respond to. So that when you're in your next relationship, you feel comfortable saying, try it like this, try it like that. And there's so much power in that and knowing what turns you on instead of just showing up at the table and hoping that there's something you like. Instead, you show up knowing exactly what you like, exactly what you want, being able to tell your partner what you want so that from the beginning, you can develop an openness with your partner and a a willingness to, I don't know, be fully who you are instead of just showing up. So definitely single, the single ladies take, take that time, figure out everything that lights up your body. So, and like I said, in my post, Single ladies deserve amazing orgasms too. We all (laughs) Oh, hell yes, they do. We all do. Yes. (laughs) So single ladies, you make sure you're getting your orgasms too. Mm. And I mean, if you're fine with just having sex when you're single, you go have all the sex you want to have. So 
you don't right. have to be in a dedicated relationship or partnership to have sex. If you're comfortable having sex with anyone you come across that like lights you up, go for it, do it, let go of the shame, just allow them to be part of your process of figuring out what you like and don't like. So. Right. I really like all that too, because it also makes me think of what we talked about earlier, that if you're coming into the relationship and you know what you want, you know yourself and you're confident in yourself and you say it. And if that doesn't mesh with this new person, they're not your people. Move not on. You're going to know it right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people in this world. Go find your person or, exactly. or, or your multiple people. I mean, no judgment right. here. <laughs> it always set you up for success. It's, you know, yeah. otherwise you're going to be for potential failure if you don't come into it like that. Exactly. Yeah. And if you can build up a strong sex life from the beginning, sometimes the other stuff is easy. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. can get because <laughs> for most people, sex is the most vulnerable part of a relationship. If you can learn how to speak up openly about sex, then the other aspects of the relationship, it's easier for you to speak up openly about. Right. So if, if you can say, Hey, I like it when you go down on me like this, then you for sure can say, Hey, I prefer it when you pick up your dirty clothes off the floor. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you can talk about that, you know, yeah. Right. <laughs> everything else is just like downhill. Every- yeah. <laughs> everything else is easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. So what do you recommend as far as masturbation? Obviously people, we just talked about that in single women. How about with people who are in a relationship and masturbation? I think there's value in masturbating together and apart. Mm-hmm. I think apart definitely is, it's important because just like the single ladies, you learn how you like to be touched what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what does absolutely nothing for you and what like makes you feel fireworks. And then masturbate for your partner so they can see, oh, that's where she wants to be touched. Oh, that's how quick she wants mm-hmm. to be touched. Oh, she doesn't like jackrabbit sex. Oh, she, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she likes eye contact because... For some women also, uh, there's value in masturbating with a mirror nearby so that you can mm. see how you're touching. So you can make eye contact with yourself. That eye contact, it sends some people over the edge. They just, there's something about the openness and vulnerability that comes with looking someone in the eye that opens yeah. up your whole body. And so if you can masturbate while looking yourself in the eye, then it also teaches you to be able to look your partner in the eye when you're having sex or when you're masturbating for them. It's just like the ultimate sign of this is who I am. Take me as I am. And so I really think every couple, every once in a while should like come together, watch each other masturbate so that they can see, oh, Oh, that's how, how he likes it. Oh, okay. I should try. I should try that instead. Oh, that's new. He, he likes that now. Okay. I'm going to incorporate that in. I think there's value in 
alone and together and then experimenting and then touching the other person and getting them off so that it's like a learning lesson. Okay. I'm going to teach. First, I'm going to learn myself. Then I'm going to show you. And then I want you to try it so that (laughs) it's like a full, (laughs) it's a full educational experience. Oh, absolutely. And I think for both, that would be, you know, like just to know, and, and, you know, getting to a place of being comfortable to actually masturbate from your partner is another step. Yes. Yeah. For some women, even just being naked in front of their partner is a huge step. Mm-hmm. And for those ladies, I'm like, okay, let's start with the room completely dark and then you can get naked. And mm. so you can get comfortable being in just your own skin. And then, okay, let's turn on, maybe let's have some candles, maybe just some really light. Sure. But if you want to wear a bra or, you know, like a little robe or something, so you have a little bit of comfort step, just slowly, again, we're baby stepping our way there because you're not going to go from, I'm not comfortable with someone seeing me naked to strutting through the bedroom <laughs> middle of the day with all, with the sun right. going, coming in the windows. Naked. Right. Look at me. You just, you, <laughs> you can't expect to go from one to the other. You have no, you can't. to step your way there. Oh, And that's okay. And you know, I think that's a good thing to say. And that's okay to do that. Yeah. If that's well, what you need. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing wrong with baby steps. Baby steps are still getting you in the direction of your goal. Yes. So at least you're making progress. It may be slow progress, but you're making progress and you're going to hit that goal someday. It's just going to take you a while to get there. And that's fine. I'd rather you move at your own pace than at a pace that's going to scare you off, shut down and never try again. Exactly. Absolutely. I would love it if you talked about what you offer, like, what do you offer people to help them if they're half, they're struggling, they just feel like they need help. What's your process and what do you offer in your services? I currently offer a 12 week coaching package, and then it's followed up with a four week Voxer coaching package. We work together on zoom once a week for 12 weeks. And then I'm still available on Voxer, which was that messaging app for four weeks after that, because I don't want you to just sort of feel like you're just released into the wild. Mm -hmm. I want you to still, as things pop up and you're trying new things, if there's any shame that pops up or if there's any questions that you have about something, you still have access to me to ask questions. So it's more of a four-month program Mm, than it is 12 weeks. And originally I'd mapped out, okay, let's see, well, we'll talk about this, this week, this, this week, this, this week, and mapped out all 12 weeks and then realized, nope, I scrapped it. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing that now because I want people to come in and talk about whatever is on their heart that week so that we can focus on that and go in the direction that's right for you in your life and not some preset schedule of what we should be talking about. I tend to be someone who's very intuitive and I just like to listen to my body and what it's saying. And I want my clients to be able to do the same. And it's hard to do that when you're on some strict 12-week schedule. So instead, 
I have a list of all these different things I'm comfortable coaching on and just come in each week. Tell me what, tell me what you're working through. And we go from there. And then I am releasing the Voxer coaching, which some, that's just one month. You can sign up month by month, but Voxer coaching where Monday to Friday, you can send me, you can send me messages on the weekends, but I respond Monday to Friday. Anytime something pops up, you send me a message. And that is either for the ladies who don't yet feel comfortable doing coaching face-to-face or for the ladies who have a very busy life and the thought of scheduling one more hour-long appointment into their Mm, week sends them into overwhelm. The ones who want to be able to send a quick message while they're between appointments or waiting in line. And it's, it's a good fit for certain people. Uh, There's value in the 12 week program where you can really, we can really grow together and get you to whatever your goal is. But for those who can't commit to something longer or who are already feeling overwhelmed, having that option of Voxer is another great option too, because I just really, I just want to help women to feel amazing. I, every, (laughs) every, every woman should feel amazing in the bedroom, out of the bedroom. She should be able to show up confidently in her life and every woman deserves orgasms. So whichever is going to get you there (laughs) through Boxer or through Zoom, I'm willing to work either way because I want to help as many women as possible because everyone deserves to feel amazing. That's right. And we're alive and we should be feeling amazing to the max. So that is awesome that you're offering that. So you're on Instagram. Are you on any other platforms or do you mainly stick to Instagram? I mainly stick to Instagram right now. I have some of my nieces who are trying to get me on TikTok, but I'm not quite there uh, yet. So. <laughs> yes, you have to be very careful on TikTok. They're very exactly. um, They don't like sex over there. No, they don't. <laughs> so, so I pretty much stick to Instagram right now. I'm hoping to uh, launch a website soon and I'm hoping to at the beginning of the year or possibly late fall introduce a course mm. which will basically be desires boot camp type course to help oh, one nice. tap into what their desires are and what figure out what they like and don't like. So I'm excited to introduce that later this year. I'm working on that right now as well. Very cool. Very exciting things to to look forward to and to check you out for. I think you're a great resource for women and I really appreciate everything you do. I mean, it's just, it's so needed and there's so many people just stuck and to have guidance like that, to, to get to a good place and enjoy life and pleasure and orgasms and, you know, solo play or relationship play, you know, this, it's so needed by so many people. It is. It's so important. And, you know, when, if you think to those times when you've had like really great orgasms, mm-hmm. you show up and you strut the rest of the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you, know, you, you have this glow on your face, your shoulders are back, you are strutting yes. through life. And this world needs more women that are glowing and just strutting through their day. So 
Oh, hell yes, it does. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so anyway, we need to be a Exactly. Any way we can get more of those women in this world, I am happy to be a part of. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. This has been so helpful. I can't wait to put it out there for women and just so helpful even just to listen to you in the podcast. And if people want more, they can seek you out. Is there anything else you want to add or say before we end our amazing chat? I just want to encourage women to keep taking those steps to figure out what you love. You're worth it. Despite what any messages you've been told, you are worthy of pleasure. You are worthy of having an oh fuck yeah life. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. This has been so fun. It has been fun. I really enjoyed chatting with you and you can come back anytime. It was really fun and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Would definitely love to come back. You're amazing. (laughs) Well, you have an amazing day and thank you so much. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Sounds good. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to this interview with Emily Young. Remember, you can find her on Instagram at Emily underscore Young underscore CO. And on there, she has her link tree where you can find all of her links and check out her post to find out what she does. And if you want her to help you, she can help. She has great advice. She is a very fascinating, exciting, wonderful, amazing woman who has been on her own journey and is really very open sexually and is hoping to help other women reach amazing heights in their own lives and sexuality as well. What a great thing. What an empowering thing for women. I am so excited to share her with you. If you'd like to connect more with me, I will put my links down in the podcast notes, my link tree where you can find where my books are, my new audiobooks that are coming out this month, Magic and Her Kisses is coming out. I'm so excited about that. And I have two other audiobooks coming out and my erotica anthology of 10 stories, Decadent Erotica comes out October 22nd. So check that out. Get that. It's coming out in ebook and paperback. And It is free to review on Book Sirens and Story Origin app until then. So that's where I have a lot of books. If you ever want to be one of my reviewers, a part of my review team, you can go there and find out what I have available for free if you are a reviewer. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was useful for you. It was so useful for me in my own life. Very, very helpful, amazing, smart, creative, helpful woman. Okay, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a sexy fucking day. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.